Welcome to the Digital Bosses Podcast with Joseph and Claire. Our definition of being your own boss means showing up for yourself so you can show up for everyone and everything personally and professionally. So congratulations on showing up, boss. We created the Digital Bosses Podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you start, grow, and build a purposeful online business. If you are a business owner, creator, looking to build an impactful brand that makes a difference, you are in the right place. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Digital Bosses Podcast Show. Oh my God. I hope everyone's doing well. Well, today it's another very special day. And I do have a very special guest. And um, her name is Rebecca. And uh, she's calling all the way from UK. And today's topic, it's a topic that I would say every entrepreneur, small business owners, or if you are in business, you always are looking to find a new way to find your next big client. And Rebecca definitely is the right person. And I would like to dive into, you know, get to know her better and how her build her business. So first of all, how are you, Rebecca? And thank you so much for joining the studio today. Oh, thank you so much, Claire. I'm so looking forward to this conversation with you. And uh, yeah, very excited to be here. Thank you. Well, the pleasure is mine as well. So before we dive into the conversation, I would love you to share who you are and what you do and what is your superpower? Oh my goodness, those are, those are good questions to kick off with. Well, what I do is what I love. And I feel very fortunate to be able to do what I love, which is to help businesses get to the next stage of growth. Now, that could be um, a small business, a micro business wanting to kind of expand and how do they get ideal clients and how do they grow their clients? Or it could be bigger businesses wanting to grow their client accounts. And superpower. Well, what a great question. I think that has to be, for me, seeing the absolute best in everything. Even when we face those really challenging times, there's always an opportunity in there. There's always a learning. There's always something we can get from it. So I think that's happened, uh, well, it's happened to me on many occasions, having challenging times. But I think it's all about your perspective and how you look at it. And if you change your perspective and see the opportunity in it, um, I think that's kind of become my superpower. And I love to share that and help others to see the opportunity in challenging times. I love how you are saying, you know, one of your biggest superpower is that you are able to oversee everything. You are an entrepreneur, you have like several business, you're an author, you also have a book as well, and a business leader. And I am getting from you is that, you know, motivation. You have a true passion behind what you do. And that is actually sometimes, I think in the entrepreneur world, sometimes people uh, forget how to move forward after a couple of years because we all face that failure. Things don't go right. And uh, we get frustrated when we don't approach um, the client that we would like to. And we started to have that um, procrastination in our heads. What's going on? You know, and uh, how can I continue? Is it my problems? And you start to have self-doubt. I'm not going to lie because I'm very new in the entrepreneur world. I didn't study business. Uh, have a business degree and I know the first couple of years you re- literally will always blame on yourself oh my god why people have so much success and 
you kind of keep looking at the people around you that, oh my God, they signed another big client. They made another big budget. Oh my God. And then everyone's showing up on social these days. Another six figures business, another big client. And you literally just think, what's wrong with me? You know? And this is actually the next story that I would like you to share because I know in the beginning of your entrepreneurship, you started with Body Shop, which is a huge beauty. A body personal care UK brand. How did your love story between you and them started? You make so many great points there, Claire. And I think the first thing to say that being an entrepreneur is tough, and you have to have discipline, and you have to be consistent, and you must not compare yourself to anybody else because, oh my goodness, it's the easiest and fastest way to to pull you down and. Cut off your inspiration and your determination. So on that note, growing a logistics business, we wanted to win some really big accounts. But in the logistics environment in the UK, there at the time were 100,000 competitors, which is a staggering number. And we wanted to win some big accounts, but we kept being told, oh, you're just a small business. You can't win them. And kind of being determined to win some of them uh, we were very successful in winning a contract with the body shop now that's a long story because I, I'm not going to tell the whole story but let me give you the essence of it I absolutely love the body shop I love the late Dame Anita Roddick the founder of the business she started the business from her garage making uh, her products she was very much ahead of her time. She believed in the environment and not um, not testing the products on animals. And she was just an amazing entrepreneur. I looked up to her. I admired her. We all have to have somebody we look up to. And I just thought she was amazing. And I thought it would be fantastic to have them as a client and do their distribution for them. They were a growing business. They needed warehouses. They needed trucks. So... I spent a lot of time with my team really getting to know the body shop, going to their shops, speaking to their customers, speaking to the team in the shops, going to their head office, getting to know the, the executive team, really understanding their business to a great degree. And then we got that wonderful call that said, hey, would you like to come and bid and put in a proposal for our logistics and I sort of jumped for joy thinking, oh my goodness, that's going to be so exciting. But then they told me, but we're talking to X, Y and Z company as well. And those companies were much, much, much bigger than my business. And I thought, oh, wow, how are we ever going to compete with those? You know, that sinking feeling after you've had some really good news and then you go, OK, OK, well, I don't know how we're going to do, deal with that. But, you know, we had a secret weapon. And we had something that the other companies didn't have. And that was our knowledge of the body shop that we'd gained through all of that research, all of those insights that we'd gathered. And that enabled us to put a proposition to body shop, which was uh, amazing to them. They loved it. None of our competitors had thought of it. And that enabled us to win the contract. It wasn't always plain sailing, though, because, Claire, we nearly lost it after 12 months. 
I love how your uh, spirit of like not giving up. This is what I'm getting from you because often we put ourselves in a position, especially you're competing with big uh, competitors and people who probably you know so much ahead of you. And at the time, you were also just starting out, growing your business, but you had the mind to go for big accounts. And sometimes that we have the fear of like rejections. Right, especially when you're starting, you're like, "Oh my God, going to those big accounts, they have million dollars. Why would they even listen to us? Who are you?" And you literally, you know, your mind just started to shrink. But I love the fact that you are not giving up. You have done so much research, knowledge, and you really pull your team together. It's like, regardless of what the result is going to look like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to start also to pitch. And you give your hundred and one percent best, and I think that I want to share with a lot of audience. Doesn't matter what stage you're in right now for your business. I think at the end of the day, if you don't give yourself a shot to try to approach those big accounts, you never know what's gonna happen. And sometimes that we talk ourselves out. I think this is really relevant because I do that. I I do that a lot. I mean, I don't do anymore. But even if Applying for a job, you know, you kind of always think, "Am I qualified? Is my experience good enough to get into that big company, that big corporate company?" And I think what I'm getting from you is just, regardless, you have to give yourself a shot. It doesn't matter what the outcome. So now I would like you to、uh, share a little bit because I know you almost lost it as a contract, and how did that happen? And Could you dive into a little bit more deeper so the audience can really understand how did you overcome? Claire, we we have to have that self confidence and self belief in ourselves, isn't it? Because otherwise, we won't go after these big opportunities. And in a way, we owe it to ourselves to go after them. We owe it to our teams. But you know, the excitement of winning that contract and doing such an amazing job for them, delivering on every single key performance criteria that they'd asked for. I was going to a meeting with them, with Body Shop, and my team. And this was in January, and we had got them through Christmas. We delivered all the hampers, we delivered all, all the new stalls. We had, we just delivered everything spot on. And they said, "Hey, Rebecca, you, you know, you, you know, you've done, you've done a good job, but something's not quite right." And I said,、oh, "What do you mean? We've <laughs> done amazing." Uh, deliveries for you, and they said, "Well, you're boring." And I was completely floored. I was completely taken aback. As what、uh, do you mean we're boring? And they said, "Well, we can't really tell you what it is, but we do know that if this doesn't change, we're not going to continue working with you." And I very feebly said something along the lines of. Okay, but we've got a three-year contractual term. So, and they said, if you think you're going to rely on that, Rebecca, you're you need to think again. We'll find a way out of the contract. And I remember thinking, wow, my team. I don't know what to do. I, um, I'm gonna have to go back to my team and say this is the situation. I knew my competitors would be willing to pounce because they never thought we could handle the contract anyway, and they'd go, I told you so. It'd be a damage to reputation. It would be a damage. It would damage our financials. This was、um, a really nice contract to have, and it would just just wouldn't look good on the business. But actually, 
Claire, and I think this comes from kind of always seeing the opportunity. This was where I really learned about seeing the opportunity when you're up against it, when you're in a challenging time. Because in in that situation, we kept saying to ourselves, well, how can we do a better distribution service for the body shop? And that was completely the wrong question to be asking. Because what we should have been asking, and this is something that I'd really want everybody to be thinking about who has their business, don't think about it from what you can do. Think about it from their perspective, your client's perspective, your prospect's perspective. And don't just think about their distribution or the bit that you do. Think broader and think about the strategic goals of the business that you're working with. And when we did that, we asked better questions and we said, how can we be a partner to the body shop and be aligned to what's important to them as a business and what's important to the body shop and still is today, the environment, uh, eco-friendly products, recycling, all of those things. And here we were with a fleet of vehicles, diesel, diesel fumes, belching out black smoke. We weren't really in alignment with their environmental goals. And that's when the penny dropped and we realised that if we could do something that was more aligned to their strategic goals, we'd we'd be able to retain them as a client, which we did, and we retained them for over 15 years as a result. So it's about creating that transformation for your clients that is going to help them achieve what's important to them. Hey, it's Claire here. How's it going? Are you enjoying the episode today? And what is your biggest takeaway? If you like what you're listening and make sure that you go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We value your feedback and let us know how we can improve. And now, back to the show. I love the answer. Um, what I'm getting two things from you is first, obviously, the transformation for your client, not for you. And the second thing is often when we are in business, how do you ask the right questions and how can you do more for your clients? And I think when we always get a feedback, a rejection, a negative one, we kind of put ourselves in the dark hole and it's really hard to proceed forward, you know? And I like the fact that you really uh, take the feedback really well and then kind of think, how could you strategically do much better? Which I think you talked about the value. Because if you don't understand your uh, value and the company's value, it's kind of hard to move forward. And I remember um, talking about Body Shop because in my, I think in my teenager time, and Body Shop really is the first company that they were so focusing on eco-friendly. Everything's environmental. And I remember back in the days, like they still do, a lot of their products like evergreens. You see a lot of evergreen products. They started to use stuff that can actually be recycled. And they have that pioneer mindset. Hey, we're going to change the world of how we can protect the environment. And I think um, from your story, you 
somehow you knew that at the end because you realized what they were missing or what you were missing and how can you combine those ingredients together. And I think this is what I want the listener to really get out from this. Sometimes I, you probably think you're doing the right things, not, but often you have to also step back when things don't go as well as you planned. How can you think it more strategically, more logically? And it's not about personal. Sometimes it's just it's business. And uh, I think that you really have shared some key points is what is the transformation? What can you do more for your client? So the next question, actually, I would like to ask you because we've been talking about creative ways to find your next big client, find your next big account, doesn't matter what industry you're in. I would like you to share uh, some biggest mistake entrepreneurs do when they're looking for clients. That's a great question, Claire. And I think there are a number of things that I see happening far too often, and that is to sell far too early in the process. And I always use a phrase, but we don't get married after the first date. So that principle also applies to sales because we need to get to know each other. Can we help our prospect? Can we make a difference to their business? Can we add value? And we can only do that by kind of asking questions, getting to know them and finding out. So nurturing those opportunities is really crucial. Don't jump straight in. We see it so often today. You might connect with somebody, say, for example, on LinkedIn. And before you know it, they've said, hey, come and buy my graphic design. I'll design your website for you. But hey, I've already got a website. Oh, oh, <laughs> And it's just taking that time to kind of nurture your lead and ask questions. Don't sell straight away. That is not the right way to do it, particularly in B2B. I'm very focused on the B2B environment. So that would be number one. And number two would be you've got to be where your buyers are. And I think it's something like 67% of buyers look digitally to find the right suppliers. So are you where your buyers are? You need to understand if you're where they are. And also they are kind of making their decisions about who they want to work with before they even pick up the phone or get in touch with you. So you've got to make sure you're where the buyers are at the time that they're, they've got an interest, they're doing their evaluation process. Do you turn up? Do you show up? Have you got content out there, videos? Are you... Have you got touch points mapped out so that the buyers can get to know, like, and trust you? And if they get to know, like, and trust you, and you've helped them in that decision-making process, then they're more likely to bring you in when they are truly making that decision. So those would be some things to consider. Don't sell too early. Build know, like, and trust and be where the buyer is. I love that you're sharing all your expertise over the years. And I often say, understand who they are, where they're missing, asking the right questions. That's actually going to take you to the next step and then see if it's also the right fit for both. And always looking for, you know, a bigger picture and seeking the right opportunity. That's what I'm getting from. So I love that these are some great examples for listeners who are really thinking you know, be where your buyers are at the moment. Maybe they're not ready. 
but it's okay. Don't give up so quickly. Continue to build that relationship with them. Everyone is different. Some people are ready. Some people are not. So you need to make sure that you're patient enough to walk that journey. So I have a last question for you. Could you share three strategies for anyone looking to upgrade their client profile and make that jump? The three strategies would be to, first of all, look at your existing clients and see if you are responding to their strategic needs. So you might be doing one part or one thing for them, but go and have a strategic conversation with them and understand what they're trying to achieve bigger picture and think about how you might be able to collaborate with them to achieve it. So there could be great opportunities within your existing accounts. So think strategically and have those strategic conversations with them. Second one would be don't be put off by going after big accounts. And if that's of interest to you, then think about leading with insights. So doing the research, I, mean, I gave a very kind of overview there with what I did with Body Shop. But think about insights across a number of different sectors. So do the research on this potential client before you get in touch with them. And then try and understand what's happening in their markets. Look at what their competitors are up to and see if you can find out ways to find out what trends are happening with their clients. So lead with insights and then approach the client with that knowledge and you will get much more interest from buyers and C-suite executives if you take that kind of approach. And then thirdly, look at what you're doing to generate leads. Really do a detailed assessment of what's working and what's not working and do a full evaluation and look at different ways for generating leads and nurturing your opportunities. So, you know, could you be doing more on social media? Could you be doing more outreach? And pick the strategies that you haven't tried or improve the ones that are working and tweak those and get them and be able to scale them. So aim for having a repeatable process that you know that gives you confidence of the revenue growth that you can achieve in your business. So I hope that uh, that's helpful, Claire. Well, as I'm listening, I'm like literally taking note and going through in my mind, what are something that we have not done? And these are some amazing, excellent tips because um, me and Joseph, obviously the last couple of months, we also been, you know, really restructuring. We constantly going back and do self-evaluation assessment. What didn't go well? And I think for every business owners that who are listening this episode, or you're thinking to start a new business, it's so important to really understand your own objective. And then goals do change every now and then. And I think it's important to really go back. And it's okay. I admit my mistake. And I think that is you have to be brave enough to uh, to fail. And when you do, that's actually you become so much better. You become so much confident. And you have much more clarity. Because at the end of the day, you're building a business for you not for others. It's not about other people's expectation. So I love that you have shared some um, great tips. And I really hope that, you know, the listeners, you'll find them very uh, helpful and valuable. So before we end the conversation, I would like you to share how can people find you and if they're interested to work with you, uh, what are some of the best that they can reach out? 
Oh, thank you for that, Claire. Well, I always love having chats with people. So if somebody is struggling or would like to learn more or would like to learn how to perhaps secure some bigger clients, you can find me on LinkedIn and you can find me at my website, which is rjen.co.uk. Um, we'll always find time for a chat. And my commitment to you, anybody that wants to have a chat would be you'll come away with tips that you can implement in your in your business. All right, that is it for today. Now, that was a jam-packed episode full of value just for you. But let me tell you a secret. The best conversations actually happen after the show over at the Digital Bosses page on Instagram. You're more than welcome to join the tribe there. We have incredible conversations and it's full of action taker business owners just like you. So we cannot wait to see you there. Plus, if you are looking to support us and you would like to let us know what are your thoughts about today's show, Take a screenshot of the episode, tag us on your Instagram story and let us know your feedback. We share each and every one of our listeners and we cannot wait to share yours too. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you with Claire same time, same place next week.